0: Think about a place that is so dangerous that it cannot remain stagnant. It can't stay still. Now, before I get into all that, I do want to thank all of you guys, every single one of you for being so patient with me these last few days between the research that you all send me as well as the stuff I've been uncovering and revealing on my own and things like that. There was just so much information, I did not want to present it to you guys in a half-assed way, but thanks to those on Patreon who contribute, I've been able to bring someone on part-time so this doesn't happen again. Now, there is one more thing I want to mention before I jump into this, which is that... In the past week and a half, I have received tons of messages of people saying, Dave, you know, what's the Patreon like? What type of footage do you guys analyze? So one of the last times I'll be doing it is today in this public episode, which will be showing you guys things that we look at in the members only episodes, just a fraction of it, but enough to give you guys a taste if you would like for those that are uh, indecisive. So. Before I do that as well, I want to give a handful of shout-outs. I know this isn't everybody, but it's as much I could, as I could fit into one episode. To A160, to Awakened Adam for helping me find some of this footage, as well as to Michael Ryan, to Pawan, a Dojo, Genius, A1EM, uh, Louis Aquino, uh, Yasuke, as well as Steve Hamblin. Thank you, sir, so much for your service. Now... <clears throat> excuse me, there's a few things I'd like all of you to keep in mind for today's episode. A few phrases, if you will, the swirl and the spiral. And when you say, Dave, what do you mean? I'm literally talking about a swirl and a spiral. So before we get into the good stuff, we need to define two things. What area X is and ether, what ether energy is. Now, some of you listening or watching may already know, but you're going to see some things that you may have not connected. Now, first off, Let's take a look. Area X, the ether energy that gets funneled to hostile, dumb bases. Now, here's the interesting thing. This took me a few weeks to to really put together, but Area X is not one place. What happens is that Area X is a form of ether energy that is released frequently that could be seen visually in a lot of cases only at first in the form of circular swirls. Okay, so you already see one connection there, the resemblance and stargates that generally tend to encompass the frequential boundaries of the bases below them. Now, the dumb bases, the deep underground military bases, we've spoken about them many times before, but I want to jump right into it. Let's take a look at this photo here, right, which has been confirmed to me by a source taken back in the early to mid 80s of the Dolce base, one of the areas of the Dolce base that harnesses ether energy as well as something else that we talk about in the members-only episode that I can't really discuss on here that starts with an A. But for those members, you'll see what we'll be talking about later. Now, the concept here is this, when a dumb base gets taken over or infiltrated or overpowered by a handful of alien species, what then happens is that that base or handful of bases, because there's so many, not just in in the West, but around the world, that it's not about about aliens taking over one base. It's about taking over multiple. That is what Area X becomes. So Area X literally becomes the general areas and consensuses of geometric shapes and frequential readings of each base that's been taken over by ETs. Now, you might say, Dave, okay, what is ether energy? And we're going to jump right into that. So, according to Biblioteca Plates, which, by the way, is a fantastic indexing website, ether energy could be thought of, and I quote, as energy source emanating from everywhere equally at once. The universe could be considered, as often said, a sea of energy. <clears throat> It forms a background of energy everywhere, and since it is everywhere all the time, it is difficult to make independent measurement of it. This ether energy is in constant motion, end quote. Now, here's what's also extremely interesting about the ether energy overall. I would dare to argue, based on my research and data, it's not hard to harness ether energy, which is one of the reasons why the government wants to keep this type of information so secret, because my research has found it may in fact be easier to manufacture an, a, a bomb, a nuke, in your own kitchen. I mean, sorry, maybe easier to harness ether than it is to create a bomb in your own kitchen, a nuclear bomb. Because if you're a scientist who even generally knows what you're doing, it's not that hard to create a nuclear bomb in your kitchen. We all know that. So imagine if you got a hold of something, or not even of something, but of knowledge that would allow allow you to harness the energy that is literally all around you and me right? This is what I think scares them the most. Who do I say them? The shadow government. Now, when we take a look at the shadow government, and by the way, I haven't even gone to the footage, the pictures, the nut, well, one of them. But anyways, what we're going to see here is we're going to say, Dave, why does the shadow government matter? Well, the shadow government is what I also took a handful of days to realize as well is that when we take a look at who was part of it we can actually discover who had the knowledge because when you become a high level uh, politician high level figure of authority CIA off uh, head of the CIA you name it you're presented and you're said you're told listen one of two things is going to happen. Either you turn down knowing about the most classified stuff, and if you do, we understand that because, again, guys, a lot of politicians have. But if you don't, what you're then, what's then going to happen is as you grow older, much older, you're not even going to realize it, but your memory will slowly fade. Now, guys, let's take a look at those through documents, evidence, purported proposals. Who has been known to be part of the quote-unquote shadow government or known about aliens? Let's see. Nixon, Eisenhower, Reagan, Bush Sr., Right. Those are generally the ones. Notice how all of them seem to have some type of mental decline as they got older, very naturally. Right. It seemed to be natural. And again, you could say, Dave, everyone's different. I understand that. But that many presidents within such a closed amount of time, all of a sudden their memory slowly going. How come Jimmy Carter's memory didn't go? Why? Because he didn't... Look at what he said about UFOs. He said when he was running for president, he was going to declassify everything on UFOs. Then when he finally got in there, he said he decided he wasn't going to for national security reasons. And for those listening on audio, I use air quotes. Now, we then have to look at what a proxy war is, right? Because a proxy war is essentially when... For those who are in the military, you guys understand this. It's like, for example, we can argue that the United States is in a proxy war with Iran. Meaning that basically there are forms of warfare... That are being conducted through other middlemen or other countries. So Iran will hire, you know, certain groups of mercenaries or militias to take out the U.S. U.S. soldiers somewhere in the Middle East. The U.S. will then respond. They'll go through Israel to, you know, bomb a certain part of Iran. That's what a proxy war is. Now think about that on the level of the deep underground military bases, because these aliens and these humans—they're not dumb. They realize disrupting the upper areas of the Earth, basically where you and I live, is probably one of the worst things that can be done for a number of reasons: panic, fear. No matter what, these aliens are too smart, and they have too much of an understanding of what would cause a rupture that would not be worth it for either side. Now, here's what I also want to take a look at as well, because we only have so much time. This is page uh, 25, I believe it is, the missing one of the missing pages of the CIA Stargate process documents. And what we're going to see here, uh, blah blah blah, talks a whole about of you know the the tree of life, the Hindu counterparts, the Chinese spiral, things like that. But here's what I want to notice as well, what I want to note, and I quote, have perceived, and they're talking about mystics all over the world, and they're also referring to every major religion has one consistency, that they have all perceived the universal hologram in the same spiral form, and have incorporated that intuitive knowledge in their religious writings from antiquity all the way to the present, end quote. Now, again, you might say, Dave, why does a spiral matter? Well, I'm glad you guys asked. Let's take a look here at some of the footage I was planning to show you guys, which is fantastic footage. This is how Area X is formed, okay? And again, it's one of the last times I'll be doing this publicly in terms of analyzing footage. But let's press play. Let's see here. So we see this ship, right? It's coming. And look look what it's doing. Let's take a look, guys. It seems to be splitting open, okay? Not only is it shape-shifting, but look at what it's emitting. Now, take a look at some of the, star, the, the alleged stargates and frequential barriers that form Area X. Now, who's doing this, aliens or humans? This seems to be here a friendly execution of harnessing ether energy to contain a certain amount of dumb bases, deep underground military bases, right? And when we see that, I would dare to argue in this instance, based off the, of some of the data I have, which I can't really disclose, these are humans doing this. It's a very friendly way of doing it. They didn't, you know, there was no aggression towards it or anything like that. But the other thing I want to point out too is that what we're going to see here is we're going to see within these spirals that are released, we're also going to notice a very light blue outline. And if you have to reverse and go back to play it, you'll see a slight blue outline, not just on the circles that it's emitting or the ether energy it's harnessing to emit, but as well as the ship too. Why do I bring that up? Well, if we take a look at multiple numerous cases of whistleblowers, You know, Bob Lazar, Albailek, even the much smaller ones that haven't really given a name, but their evidence has been consistent, or their, their, um, uh, what's the word, sorry, their testimony, I apologize, has been consistent with that of others. They all say the same thing, blue beam holograms. Uh, sorry not holograms blue beams of energy emit from the bottom of the ufo craft and these are not even people who reverse engineer the craft these are also people who have been abducted so let's talk about that too right a blue beam blue beam blue beam never a yellow beam a purple beam you name it right why is it blue that is the natural color of when ether energy is harnessed and how do i know this let's take a look and this is again thanks to awaken adam for helping me find this footage as well Uh, i saw this about six months ago and couldn't find it but anyways let's take a look here now i don't know if these are humans or aliens manning this craft i would dare to say humans just based on the way that they're messing it up but (laughs) so take a look at that the ship seems to be trying to go into some form of maybe not light speed but disappear very quickly and look at the blue beam that it's emitting just take a look at that i'm gonna play that one more time look at the blue beam it's emitting when it tries to take off insane right that's ridiculous You see now, no one, according to my sources and the people that I send footage to to be analyzed, they say frame by frame, it's consistent. There's nothing in the metadata to suggest CGI. Again, I'd be more than happy to admit that I'm wrong if it could be proven wrong. But anyways, we take a look at that picture there, right? And what we're going to see there is, again, ether energy being harnessed that is all around us. And if we take a look at the fact that gravity at one point was considered to be a particle turned out to be a wave, which Bob Lazar was laughed at and then it was proven correct. We're going to notice, is it a coincidence that the ether energy overall seems to be that of a wave instead of a particle of any sort or something like this now I know that I may be jumping all over the place here but what we also have to look at is we have to look at the consistency of the way in which swirls are used now let's take a look at this article by RT now this is Boyd Bushman Lockheed Martin scientist says on his deathbed aliens are real it's a video and all that his deathbed testimony and what have you now here's what's interesting as well When we take a look at this, he mentions that these aliens from their, I believe the planet was called, I'm not sure exactly, let's see here. I, it started with a Q, but anyways, long story short, it was 88 light years away. took only 45 minutes to get there in the UFO craft. And what we're seeing here is we're seeing a constant reference that these aliens gave to Mr. Bushman of the use of spirals. Now, in members only, you guys are going to see that some Majestic 12 documents I've gotten a hold of as well also reference the constant reoccurrence of spirals. Now, it doesn't seem to be the case that these spirals are coincidental in being consistent and working as a pattern that seems to be that in which we see in Project caret or it seems to be that in which we see in the footage we looked at about some of these frequential portals creating an area that formulates area x right now let's take a look at the xenologist.com and what we're gonna see here guys that i want to show you is phenomenal footage this was leaked footage from 1989 area 51 uh prove um i believe here it was um Proving grounds, stage three disk flight testing, harnessing the ether energy around it. Now, you might say, Dave, this is nothing new. These UFOs might harness it all the time, but it gets even better. And just bear with me, guys. So we're just going to click play here. Now, you can see here. Again, this is not original footage sent to me, but we can see here three craft harnessing the ether energy. But here's the thing. They're not particularly physical in this dimension in the way we would consider it to be. We have to redefine the preconceived notion of physical. They're interdimensional because of the ether that's harnessed, which you'll see with an upcoming episode in the coming days. But the constant reoccurring here of this type of ether energy is not new. Because guess what else we can also call it? I'm just going to pause it here at about a minute, 10 seconds. We can call it prana. We can call it orgone energy. We can call it chi, as it's called, or ki. I apologize if I mispronounce that. We look here at ancientcode.com right? And we see the ether of life and Tesla refers to the dynamic theory of gravity saying that all of, let's see here, the luminiferous ether fills space. What are we referring to here? Orgon, Chi, Prana, ether, which one? All of them. It's one in the same, which is also consistent with Walter Russell's, the universal one. And I'm sorry for the constant repetitiveness of the connections, but I think it's extremely vital that we make these connections here and now. Because we need to kind of get that out of the way so we have a full grasp and understanding. Now, if we take a look here, for example, at freeenergy.tech, what we're going to find here is that all, and I quote, all functional free energy operation devices walk through the principle of open systems, right? Now, here's the thing. A free energy generator, and I quote, is specifically designed to be an open system, end quote. Now, what is an open system? guess what it is? It's the it's the world or the life that we're living in right now, which is why when you think about it, think about a massive engine like or like a massive machine like they, the one they have at CERN, creating the universe that we live in. That would subscribe to that of the matrix theory, right? Or the simulation theory. Now, let's get back to dumbs because we're going to see a lot of connections here that are going to make a lot of different, I guess we could say, interceptual um, sense if you will. And so let's take a look at physicsworld.com. Interconnected single atoms could make a quantum brain, right? Now let's take a look at this. A network of interconnected atoms could be used to construct a quantum brain that mimics how a real brain learns. The new system consists of an array of cobate atoms on a substrate of black phosphorus and its developer- developers at Radboud University in the ne- Netherlands say that it could have applications in artificial intelligence. End quote. Now, if we continue to read the article, what does it refer to? Using this quantum brain as a composition of a swirl why is that the case at the same time why are they doing this at Radboud university in the netherlands i have nothing against that university but the netherlands is also known to be a place where a lot of nordics generally tend to live if they don't live in the west they live in the netherlands sweden you know different places norway places like this because they blend in the most they look like the people of that ethnical culture there right i don't think that's a coincidence now could it be possible the nordics are helping based on the geographical location of where this university is placed absolutely these things are not coincidences we got to delve deeper guys and we got to look for the the finite connections here right now let's take a look at newscientist.com. now unfortunately i believe uh, i ran out of the amount of articles i could read for free so it cuts off the article but the first paragraph is all i need let's take a look a warp drive that doesn't break the laws of physics is possible now warp drives may be on the road to the to reality blah 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 however Let's take a look. It may not be practical in the foreseeable future because it requires ultra-dense materials. Oh, which materials that are are ultra-dense that we don't think are really from Earth that we might need to make something like this? Uh, Oh, yeah, Patel Corporation. Remember? All those extremely ultra-dense materials that seem to produce that of a swirl, at the most molecular level, you see the reoccurrence here that Jacques Vallée said on Joe Rogan, these metals tend to just randomly go missing from universities and there's no security camera footage to back it up. You think that's a coincidence? You see what I'm getting at here? We're seeing the consistent connection of all of the different abilities that use this tech, this e- that use ether really to allow for Area X in general to be that in which is a confined space of energy that really encloses and encapsulates a lot of what these aliens are trying to do. Now, you might say, Dave, you didn't really pay much attention this time around to the actual aliens taking over the Deep Underground military base as well. Guys, I do have to say, I'm putting the picture up again on the screen right now of a picture from the mid-80s, if I haven't already, early to mid-80s of some of the ether energy that is harnessed as well and other things that we'll talk about in the members-only episodes. But I also want to show you guys a picture of a Venusian, by the way, who was able to confirm... To my source, and my source's grandparent is the one who took this picture, so I want to make that very clear, who told me directly that this was a Venusian, and the energy around this, the craft of the UFO is that of ether energy. It's not EMF frequencies, it's not what we thought it was, right? It's a radiation we can't describe, as Director, CIA Director William Casey told Ronald Reagan. So let's take a look here at this picture. And it says at the bottom, Venusian man allows the author to photograph him in silhouette against background of lighted spacecraft. Space people are reluctant to permit clear photographs of their features because they might be recognized while mingling with Earth people. Now, here's the best part, guys. It even says it in the description, but for those on YouTube, if the picture's cut off, look closely around the UFO. Not the shape of the alien. Forget that, but <laughs> for now, at least, look at the, the energy around the UFO. Look at that right there. Now it says here at the bottom, an aura or force field can be seen around the spacecraft in its original photograph, but much detail is lost in the printing process. End quote. So you see that. So we have all of the we have the footage to present that these dumb bases, in a lot of ways, are being taken over and then recaptured. Because again, there's so many different reasons as to why this would be the case. Experimentation. Aliens wanting to take back certain technology. Humans trying to infiltrate alien bases through the digging of dumb bases that are trying to interconnect that the aliens don't want. Don't think humans are innocent on this too, guys right? So I want all of you guys to let me know what you think, because when we look at all of this, all of the connections made here, I hope you guys can see exactly what I'm seeing. And we're going to catch you guys uh, later on for the members episode and all that. Cheers.